This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Welcome, everybody. This is going to be our Browns post-game chat, Civilized Barking. Uh, we do this after every game. So we are about an hour and 20 or so. I don't even remember. We're just getting back from the open locker room and the press conferences. Zach Jackson and Jason Lloyd here in MNC Bank Stadium, where the Browns um, three times trailed by 14, trailed by 15 after Odell Beckham scored a touchdown, um, rallied back admirably, uh, missed an extra point. And then, um, you know, after the quarterback was about as awful as he could be in the first half, did not miss a pass 14 of 14 in the second half. And the Browns win. That's right. The Cleveland Browns win. So the Ravens at 7 and 3 um, are still in first place. And, and standings and scenarios don't matter this, this much. But this is one that can matter. This is one that certainly you're celebrating, should be, ce- um, should be celebrated. It was a wildest locker room, Jason, I've seen in some time. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I, I tweeted this and I mean it. I thought they were buried. You thought they were buried. You guys tuning in here thought that they were buried, but they weren't. And it was a lot of heroes. Uh, there was in line to be a lot of goats, right? Everything from from special teams to penalties to uh, the quarterback playing awful, guys getting caught out of position on, on plays they should make. And instead, they win the game. And um, this changes everything because now they're in the division race. Now they're very much in the thick of the playoff race. And now it's not that they've slayed the dragon, right? We heard Wyatt Teller say in the locker room, I'm not going to say this means we're going to win the fucking Super Bowl. That's what he said. said, But of course, when you do it, when you prove it to yourself, when you see the quarterback play that way, of course you go out of here thinking, okay, we've shown we can do this. Deshaun 14 of 14 the second half. It felt, you know, a lot of people said it all week long. This is why you bring him here. This is why you go through all the shit that this organization's been through for him. You know, this is why you make the moves for games like this. And at halftime, it was more punchlines and more jokes and more $230 million digs. And out of nowhere in the second half, when we weren't even sure he was going to play in the second half, when P.J. Walker can't even get it to the end zone on a Hail Mary at halftime, and then he comes out and starts loosening up to start the third quarter, and there's no sign of Deshaun, you know, it's looking pretty bleak. And out of nowhere, he goes 14-14 in the second half. Huge throws, big-time conversions to Amari Cooper, uh, David Njoku running for his life. And just – and by the way, you mentioned Wyatt Teller earlier. Can we take a second to talk about the biggest fumble recovery of the season? No, I I was absolutely going to mention that. I mean, of all the things that went goofy and and bounces that it comes down to, Watson goes back, the Ravens have a beat, they are immediately looking for the ball. I turned to you and I said they're going for the ball before they even hit him. The ball pops out and Wyatt gets it, and that's huge. Yeah, I just he's and he went in great detail about how he saw the whole thing develop and he saw the arm come down. He knew the ball was going to be out. And when he was a kid, he was a defensive lineman. And they talked about pinkies together and scoop. And that's exactly what he did. But, you know, back to Deshaun injures the foot, leaves the stadium in a boot, says I was chatting with him a little bit at his locker. He said he never doubted he was coming back in. He was always going to play through it. Uh, shoulder isn't where he wants it yet. Wasn't real happy with some of his deep balls. He said Kevin had him under center quite a bit today. Uh, just to try and get a different look out of Baltimore. And it's something he's not really used to doing just because obviously he's more, he prefers shotgun or he's been in the shotgun pretty much his whole career. But uh, just, you know, I mean, the guy for all of the attacks he's taken and I'm not going to get into the morality of the whole thing or anything else, but for just everything that has gone on since he got here for him to deliver that second half performance in a game when they really, really needed it, was absolutely huge, and it felt like the Browns, that was the Browns franchise quarterback coming out party in the second half. 
Yeah. Um, a couple things on that, obviously huge and, um, resilient and, you know, being hurt. And then the two point conversion run, right. The run there at the end, um, which is even bigger. It's one of the three biggest plays of the game. Um, all of that, you know, he did, uh, but in the post game presser, he talked about multiple times in the second half, breaking the huddle, seeing the Ravens in the coverage, you know, Ravens basically knowing what was, what was coming and them having to audible out of the call. Right. And this is what happens when you go the second time through division. This is what happens when, when teams have seen you and a lot of it was short stuff. And he took it. A lot of it was improvised, right? Get away from the first guy. How many times did he get away from the first guy? Uh, Wyatt also jacked that dude. Oh, way. oh first, yeah. I can't believe they didn't concussion check him. I thought he, oh, I thought he was dead. Um, but anyway, yeah. So to, to make those adjustments, take what's there. Um, you saw how they want to use Najoku, right? And he, he still left so many yards on the field, but he's huge. And then after a lot of dinking and dunking and being forced into taking the short stuff, the beauty to Cooper. Cooper gets open in the middle. How, I don't know. The ball is right there on the money. Uh, second, 16-yard gain, I think, on second down. And that, that allows us to set it up. And then, you know, I knew as soon as they had the rugby scrum, with Kareem Hunt there, I knew the I knew the game was over. I knew yeah. that the, the, the but it just with the fumble and Prochet's fumble and the Hail Mary that doesn't get there and all of these things, Odell running wide open, right? You just felt like, oh my God, this is the strangest game. But it turns into a huge, huge win. And obviously his health um, is going to be a concern. And you know, Denzel Ward had another injury today. It's not a concussion, thank goodness, but it is a neck injury. Juan Thornhill, second time with a calf injury. You got to figure he's missed some time. Jaron Christian played left tackle. Um, Jaron Christian was not on this team 12 days ago, was not on the active roster six days ago, right? Um, they, they they found a way, you know? And I, I, I've said all along, Jason, that with few exceptions, and obviously the, the quarterback thing, how it was handled and the mystery of the injury, whatever, and it, and it costing you, you know, reps and, and at least one win. Um, along the way, this was bizarre, but I had said, you know, the, the personnel staff did a good job. The coaching staff did a good job. Uh, the best players, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, you know, well, now you can finally add Deshaun into that best players list, which he's supposed to be. And you're looking at losing this game and you say all those things have gone well, you're five and four, but instead you win, you're six and three. The division race is far, far, far from over because Lamar Jackson flat out sucked in the last two and a half quarters here today. They lost their left tackle to an injury. It was good to see him get up, but I don't think he's playing in four days, right? Um, so, yeah, th- this this was big for the Browns in the moment and for the big picture. And look, I've been hard on Watson. I have, and he's sucked. And in the first half, he sucked. But I said I was going to believe it when I see it. And the collective effort with him spearheading it, which is what it has to be, happened today. They won. I don't want to see this defense in this Amari Cooper season get wasted. And the ceiling of this team, having the offense to contend, um, comes down to him. And if this was the breakthrough game, you know, and whatever it turns into be, whether you get in the playoffs because of this game, whether you win the division because of this game, you know, whether maybe the Ravens go into a tailspin and they miss, however it works out, like this, this has to be the breakthrough. And I'm usually also like, don't over-celebrate it, but shit, today go ahead and celebrate it. Yeah, this, this. You, it's hard to undersell the significance of this one. Uh, and, 
you know, it's so much, I've seen this team lose this game 25 years. For 25 years, this team has lost this game. Whether it's the fumbled punt, the muff punt, for the Baltimore, for Baltimore to recover and score, the missed extra point, it just felt like, well, there it is. Browns are going to lose. And then they get the ball back and drive into position. You know, Wyatt, after the game, going back to Wyatt again, he said, just keep your hands on the plow. You know, I asked him, how does an organization that just has done nothing but lose for 25 years figure out how to win? And he said, just keep your hands on the plow. And I thought that was kind of telling. And, you know, he talked about Dustin Hopkins had the great line today. He felt like an arsonist. He started his own fire, and then he was able to put it out because he misses the extra point, and then he comes back and banks in the game winner. Yeah. And it just just the resiliency of this team, not just today, but all year long, to have just things go against them and keep fighting and lose games that they feel like they should have won and come back the next week and win and win the game. Uh, it's just it's a it's a credit to Kevin for getting them ready. It's a credit to these guys for not quitting, for not turning on each other. We saw this team turn on each other here in this same stadium last year, where guys were at each other's throats and screaming at each other and, and blaming each other, and, and all that is gone. And yes, I think that was here last year, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, that was here. It was just on the other side of the door where we heard guys screaming and swearing at each other and pointing fingers. And today it was a block party in there in the locker room after the game. And I think you talked about, I think you tweeted something about the defensive guys were still in there 40 minutes after the game. Yeah, celebrating. Uh, it was it was a scene here like I, other than the Freddie year, and that was in early September, and we weren't sure what to make of anything. I've never seen a scene like that in the stadium before. I've only been doing this for five years or so, covering this team, but I, I haven't seen a game like that in this stadium before. Yeah, no, they they earned it. Um, there there was a little bit of everything, and it just looked like. Uh, you know, Jason, it looked like they were going to lose because of penalties and stupid special teams miscues, right? And that would have been disappointing. Um, I do want to talk about the defense because, you know, every week, guys, you don't get to play Clayton Toon and Ryan Tannehill. And those were awesome and, like, history-making performances, and we know that, and they won't be taken away. But, again, this is the third time that they've won a close game where I've been impressed, where the defense has gotten dented early, punched in the however you want to say it, and has responded. And I thought in the second quarter when the Browns were still down double digits or nine there for a stretch, they started to get rush on Lamar. Uh, Lamar makes one awful underthrow. So a drive that's really pumping turns into, you know, the Browns going the other way. And later, even with the penalties, even with all that stuff, I mean, how many extra chances did they get? Five or six, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they just kept going. And that is what this defensive philosophy is built upon is the pressure is going to affect you in one way or another. And he didn't have a prayer to get away on a couple of times. There's one huge mile sack on third down right around midfield. Uh, again, that's scoring, that goes from scoring opportunity to punt, right? Um, you know, there's other times he started to get away and guys closed down, guys made plays. And uh, Oboe, who's been really good all year long, deflects that ball. Um, Greg Newsom finally gets his first pick and makes a hell of a play to stay in bounds and stay on his feet because two guys had the angle on him. So I'm, that that's one of the first ones I'm anxious to go see again, start to finish. But like, it's those little things. How in the world do you overcome a pick six on the first play and dropping a punt at your own four yard line? Well, you have to make those big plays of your own. And they did. Right. And then we're sitting yeah. there targeting on the last drive. This is the target yard line. This is the minimum. This is this. Well, Deshaun takes off on the run and then Kareem Hunt takes off on the run with basically nine guys pushing him and they get way past it. They get right in the middle of the field and kick a 40 yard field goal. So, um, you know, it's special players and special plays. And for the first time in the biggest moment 
Watson was a special player. Amari Cooper is having a year like, I mean, this is year nine for Amari Cooper. He looks like Amari Cooper of six, seven years ago. Yeah. You know, Miles, uh, Denzel, who we mentioned. Um, guys doing it. It wasn't Grand Delpit's best day. He got dinged up. He came back in. He's in there finishing the game. Like these defensive linemen, you know, they they are making, they fit this scheme um, and they just keep coming at you. And it's taken all of them. It hasn't been just Miles. They will never be just Miles, right? It, it's taken all of them and credit to them for making it happen. Yeah. the You mentioned the Kareem run. Kevin said it was his favorite play of the game, just watching the pile move and move and move. I would argue Njoku's is right up there as well. I can't, I didn't see who the defender was, but he should charge him cab fare because he carried him 10, 11 yards down the field. Uh, but yes. it was funny. Joel had a funny line talking about the pile push with Kareem, and he said he was not part of the pile, and you don't want to be that guy on film not part of the pile. So he hurried up and got over there <laughs> to run into the scrum and be part of the pile push because he said the worst thing is when you're – watching film and you're and you're standing there watching it you better get in and be part of it so yeah. when it's going well everybody wants a hand in it everybody wants a part of it right two comments here at the bottom and we do appreciate you guys chiming in and keeping the conversation moving and just listening a you know and being here but keeping the conversation moving um jw chirping back at fans it's just embarrassing they just can't get out of their own way right and i'm not going to go too far into it but this is more shit that doesn't happen in real organizations but Below it, Andrew J. Complete team win showed from top to bottom. The Browns are one of the top teams in the league. I mean, yes, yes. You don't get any trophies for where you are on November 12th. But this team has defeated two of the final four from last year. This team has now, for the second time, defeated what was the best and hottest team in the league, the Niners first, and this team. Came back on both of them. Fell fell behind double digits against both of them early and came back. Yeah, you know, um, most of your wins are going to be grinded out one way. And sometimes it's going to be aired out. And sometimes it's going to be getting the right bounce and, and combining that with one stop or one big play. But most of the satisfying and significant ones are going to be grinded out on the fourth. And that's what they did. Yeah. Right? Scroll. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean to cut you off. Yeah. No. So yeah, I, I, I'm just saying like, yes, you can, you can point at metrics. You can say it's, and it is, it is like until at least December guys, do not get caught up in the standings or who plays who next week or whatever, because so much can happen. But in terms of resume, right, in terms of making it happen when the when the chips are down, you know, they've they've done it. And so this right now at six and three, it, it is a playoff caliber team. It has to be a playoff team. It's got a lot to clean up, and there's so much that went wrong. To, and that makes this more impressive that they found Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. Right? And so I think you're even probably behind other teams um, in scraping it together because your quarterback missed so much time. Because it's been disjointed. You had the early bye week, and then you came out and you know played this. But like after Halloween, you don't hide anymore. There's no more costumes. And to win this one um, and launch that momentum, you know, going into Pittsburgh next week, who you have to beat, and then having that road trip, um, that extended road trip. Look, look, you, this one is not. This is the the last day I will ever say it's just one, or don't over celebrate it, or or hold your horses. Like, be happy as hell, and be excited about all the things they overcame and all the little things they did to make it happen. I'm scrolling back up, and people saying I'm trying to pit the quarterback against the coach. I don't know what you're talking about. I never mentioned anything about Sean being against Kevin. I don't I have no idea what that means. I'm, I'm the uh, one people listen. People, we, people bring their personal agendas here, guys. We cover the team. We write what we see. We write what we hear. We write what we think. 
right? I didn't think the Browns would win today. <laughs> when the Browns were down 14 three times. Oh, I didn't think they were going to win. No. <laughs> the Browns would get boat race, right? Like, go ahead and celebrate. You should, you know? Um, if we're that bad, then please don't come listen. Like I've had a lot of two people here. I don't give a shit. Right. No, I just don't understand. I don't understand what I, if I said, if I said something that's inferred that I've never meant to, I don't think I did, but I don't know where the whole Deshaun versus Kevin thing came from. I've never once said that written that or inferred that at any point, but anyway, uh, there are, no, look, 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 they're trying to make this offense work. Right. And there's been multiple roadblocks to it working including it flat out not working when you've needed it to. So when you make it work in this environment, it's not about whose fault it is or who's lacking, right? Elijah Moore scored a touchdown today, right? Jaron Christian was not on the team 12 days ago. James Hudson is a walking penalty, but he's competing his ass off. You know, Wyatt Teller's jumping on the ball. Like it's all of those things and they made it happen. So um, it's, yeah, that, 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 that seems silly. Like, if they had problems revving up this offense, yes, yes, they have. Some of it is just lack of game reps, right? Some of it is bad evaluation of the receivers, but they've done a darn good job with the rest of the roster. Jerome Ford's hit some home runs and he struggled on the other runs, but today he was in there grinding those tough yards. Kareem we, is what he gets, gets the tough yards, right? Like Jerome, Jerome was terrific today. We shouldn't have gone this long without mentioning him. I have not been impressed with him hardly at all this year. I'm really not sure if he was a feature back, but he was running hard today. He was not going down at first contact. He had, that is by far to me, that's his best game that he's had in the Browns uniform. Uh, and, you know, you talk about the offense has been choppy and ugly and whatever else. Well, when you're missing now both tackles, when you're missing Nick Chubb, when your quarterback shoulder has been hamburger helper for the last couple of months, yeah, it's going to be a tough going. You know, I wrote about it last week. This offense right now is, you know, a lot of heavy sets, a lot of extra linemen, a lot of extra tight ends, which we saw again today, a lot of play action screen passes and take deep shots on third down. And it felt like it got rolling a little bit more in the second half today, but like, it's going to be this, it's going to be a struggle most of the year, I would think, because again, Deshaun's not going to be healthy all year. You're missing both of your starting tackles and your franchise pillar at running back. So you got to just figure out how to get it done and how to survive. And they've done an excellent job of that, relying on the defense to carry them. Uh, and, and, you know, hats off to both tackles today who, you know, in talking to some of the other linemen, it's it's so hard for us to sit here and watch in real time and see how do the tackles play, how do the line play. And they just, you know, all the guys that I talked to felt like they just did an incredible job for given, you know, what where this game was played, the guys lining up across from them, the Ravens defensive personnel, Hudson and, and Jerry and Christian really hung in there and just played their asses off and credit to all of them for that. Yeah, you know, we, we've we said the, the adjustments and the ad- adaptations have been good, right? They want to be a wide-open offense. They want to throw for 300 yards. Well, there's a lot of reasons they haven't. It's not just on one person or one factor, right? But they've made it work with, with what they have. And, like, Harrison Bryant and Jordan Akins don't scare anybody, right? But the ball went to them today. They both caught it. Big moments, you know? Like, Harrison Bryant, high school offensive tackle, Fourth-year, very average NFL tight end. They say, we're in a jam. Can you play quarterback? He plays quarterback. You know, like, there's something about that team. And, and I think going back a month, that, that's been six or seven weeks with that. Like, Dalvin Tomlinson, a very well-paid guy who's seen and done it all in this league. They, they were down a guard a few weeks ago. They needed Dalvin Tomlinson to play on field goal team. He did it, right? Not going to name any names. There's some other guys in previous teams that wouldn't have done it. So yeah. that's, that's the thing as you point to. And then when you win, you get the validation. So there's a lot to clean up, 
right? And, and a lot to get better at. Um, it's still not a great offense, and it's still an offense that's facing a great challenge next week. In Well, every week in trying to keep its quarterback healthy. Um, every week in, in trying to stabilize the tackle situation and, and all of that. But, it, you know, facing a, a really good defense that basically won the game. You know, the Steelers are also 6-3, and three, Jason. You know, they've been outgained in all nine games. It's incredible. Yeah. And so that that's kind of like here. Like, I think the Browns offense is better than the Steelers offense, but it really comes down to find a way, you know? And so, um, like Deshaun talking about how breaking the huddle and three or four times having to call off and then the Ravens bailing into certain coverages, like, what you've done is out there now. So sometimes it's it's just grit. Sometimes it is keep the simple ones. And if you execute, which is what they did in the second half today. If you execute on the simple ones, then occasionally you're going to get that guy that runs through a tackle. You're going to get that backside guy that you know gets caught peeking or, or lets somebody behind him. And that's what they did. And so, you know, it, it was blood and guts the whole way, and it was blood and guts at the end. But two 75-yard scoring drives in Baltimore when you needed them both, because if you don't get either of them, the whole game's changing. You're probably sunk. It's impressive as hell. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We've got people lining up the queue. You want to take a couple of these real quick? Yeah, we're going to only take a couple of them, guys, because we got it. We got writing. Jason's got a flight, and we got writing to do. Yeah, I got a flight in three and a half hours. I got to roll. All right, William, you're up. Uh, he's loading here. I don't know if we'll get to these or not. Let's see if it loads. He's still spinning. William, if you're there, go ahead. If not, we're going to have to bail on the on the questions, guys. All right, he's not there. Oh, hey. Oh, um, go, go ahead. <laughs> Hey, Zach. Hey, Jason. Um, what a game. I mean, a lot to be positive about. I mean, just the list of individual performances is just unbelievable. And it's a testament to Stefanski and just Jim Schwartz's just transformation of the defense. It's amazing. So I hate to bring up something negative right off the bat, but just that hit on Denzel Ward by the Ravens offensive tackle, uh, Ronnie Stanley, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a that, yeah, that was like echoes of James Harrison, like head hunting, just bullshit. I mean, and I get like AFC North, it gets a little chippy sometimes, fine. But like, that seems like something that it was weird that it wasn't even called. Um, but do you think that he'll get fined or it, uh, or even suspended for something like I that? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the replay. I know people are mad about it, and obviously Denzel's hurt, but I haven't seen the replay to know. Um, yeah, I saw a- it. It did look bad. Uh, Kevin said in post game he hadn't seen it, but he heard about it. I'm sure that's something they're going to turn into the league. I would expect that there will be something against Stanley for that. Yes. Yeah, there, there's a protocol they go through for all the questionable calls and all of the stuff they want examined. 
to where they they look at it on Mondays and Tuesdays, and then they submit it with what their what their gripe is and what they're looking for is from there. So, yeah, uh, I mean, this team needs Denzel Ward, right? And, and they're not going to have Juan Thornhill for a while. I saw a question about Dewan. Dewan said on Friday he just couldn't get there this week. It's a combination of two injuries. Um, he doesn't know about next week, so they would like to get him back. But you know, credit to the guys that played, um, and they obviously want. Um, him back. So, I, you know, I would think yeah. if it's DeWan, I would think maybe that he would come back to right tackle and that they would keep Christian at left and then Hudson would be the swing tackle and the extra tackle, but but I don't know. This is all sort of, th- this was a physical game and there's no such thing as an NFL game that's soft but this was a physical game um, and the quarterback left in a boot and, and guys got beat up. The Ravens play Thursday night right here against the Bengals. Um, so that that's really something to watch there, but the Browns are going to have a really busy training room uh, between now and Wednesday, and it's probably going to be one of those weeks where the fr- the injury report really doesn't mean shit until Friday because they're going to nurse some guys through. And and listen, Kevin's really good at this. They they plan out their practices when they go along, when, you know, when they're on the road, all, all of this. And, and frankly, they're glad this was a road grass game because they played those two road turf games. So th- they'll get everybody back that they can, but it's too early to know. Um, yeah, and obviously, you know, you need Watson and he needs to practice. So if he misses Wednesday, not a big deal, but you know, you need him to be able to move and escape the pocket and do what he did. And he needs practice to be able to build on this. I mean, we said after the Tennessee game, he finally had a good game and then he didn't get real practice for like a month. So, uh, it's a lot to monitor. Um, they can, they can make it a game or two without Denzel. They are not the same defense. Out Denzel, so we'll see. Yeah, well, like you said, Zach, thank goodness it's uh, you know not a concussion, especially because he's already had so many. I mean, that I just those are the types of hits that I really hope the NFL cracks down on because it's it's like people's livelihoods at that point. It's like yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, guys hate it, but you know it's part of the game. Yeah. Um, well, I, like I said, I, I didn't. I, I saw what happened, but I haven't seen a replay for. From people texting me, it was bad. But these are angry drinking Browns fans like you guys too. So, uh, I don't know, but I would just say that Denzel's been awesome, and they need him. Um, guys, we, we got to get to writing, and Jason's got a flight, so we're gonna we appreciate you you waiting to ask, and please come back. But um, we'll have it covered here from here. The stuff will be up later tonight or in the morning. We'll we'll do at least one live room this week, and then a really big game. Uh, the Steelers at home a chance to go to seven three. What more could you ask for? Thanks for tuning in, everybody.